We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. 7,000 horses, 7,000 employed, proud supporters of uh, various different funds throughout the province of Alberta. Panahut Express with catering options for every event, meetings, parties, or even that forgotten family gathering. Visit panahutexpress.net or call 780-473-3663. In this next half-hour block, some of your calls. Um, we'll get to around the NHL for Kentwood Ford, and we will also... Uh, here, Jack Michaels in conversation with Connor McDavid. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us, OilersNow at 630Ched.com. This text comes in to us from Doug. Organization failed to transfer leadership from hockey ops to ice, uh, to the ice. An example of this was the shortcut attempt with parents. The organization also failed to provide consistent coaching to their young players. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now. Do you disagree with that? No. I always kind of ask, though, are all those draft picks and players that we might accuse the team of not developing properly, how many of them are showing up in other organizations and playing in the end? Yeah, well, and I mean... Cog- you can name the odd one, but Cog- not that many. Cogliano. Yeah, there's one. There's one. Okay. Name right. more. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know. Sorry, uh, Brendan, I didn't write down the names. Let's start off with Maxwell. He's going to explain himself for this ridiculous. You you want the owners to trade for the two Sedines, Maxwell? Are you from Vancouver? Is that the deal? Maxwell going once. Maxwell going twice. Hello. Hey, Maxwell. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good, yeah. Um, I don't understand, like, um, what's the problem with the trade. The others need leadership. They need winners. I am a Canucks fan, but I don't want to see the Sedins go. But what, did the others have to give up more to get the Sedins? Like, what's wrong with the trade? So what was the trade again? Hopkins and Nurse for the Sedins. Yeah. All right, Maxwell, you're a wonderful guy. Have a great day, okay? That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no logic in any way, shape, or form that that uh, trade makes any sense. Yep. They, the Sedins have got, what, two years left? Uh, at least two years left. They're older and middling. You know, they're 36 now, I think. Or coming on 36. Well, they're drafted Love 99. the Sedins. Love them all day. Class guys. Love Best them. guys ever. You're not trading a 22-year-old. set of their career here. You're not trading a 22-year-old number one center and or number taking, one overall pick right. or Darnell Nurse. And they won't take a trade. They're, they've got right. no moves. You're yeah, not moving them, so it's a moot point. Let's go to Tom on line number two. Tom, why do I have this feeling you're going to talk about Yakupov? Hello? Hi, Tom. What's up? Yeah, well, I wanted to make a comment about the, uh, uh, yeah, you know, before the All-Star break, uh, Yakupov and McDavid seemed to have developed a real good relationship to one another, and I'd like to see them put back together again for at least a, well, at least a game and see if uh, how that panned out. All right, Tom. Uh well, uh, before the All-Star break, you mean in the first 13 games? Uh, oh, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Connor missed 37 games before the All-Star break. Yeah. And that, you know what? We hear that from people. Why haven't the Oilers played Yakupov more yeah. with Connor McDavid? Yeah. And, you know, and they say, well, you know, Yakupov performed with McDavid. Yeah. And I have a theory on that. I yeah. think pretty much anybody that plays right wing is going to perform with Connor McDavid. I would think so. Better. I'd like to see him give it a shot right. anyhow. Thanks for the call, Tom. Have a great day. Good to hear from you. You can uh, call 780-496-0063. Uh, text us at 630-630. Brendan, 
Chris from Phoenix, patiently waiting. Chris, how you doing? Uh, good. Uh, it's a quick uh, answer to uh, why Yakupov isn't playing with McDavid. Uh, playing and simply, Everly is way better. Yep, um, thank you. And then uh, I have a question for you. Uh, any, anybody in this year's draft, uh, Austin Matthews included, are they going to help the Oilers succeed next year uh, better than Hamonic would? No. Okay. Um, I, I would say this. Like, I... No. The so, question so is, if, next season, Hamannick is a better, more valuable player next season than Austin Matthews is next season. Okay. Does, so that's, then, a, that's a short-sighted perspective, though. That's his question. Okay. Go ahead. So, I can't argue that, Spec, for the, the record. The, the question that I have is, is, is Bob made a, a comment saying if, if we get the fourth pick overall and then lower or, or whatever. I would trade the pick would, for Hamannick, okay. yes. So, if, if the if the answer is Hamannick is actually going to be a better fit next year and help us win next year, why don't we just trade this pick instead of waiting for say somebody like the Jets to come in and swoop in and take Hamannick? Because also there, I don't think there's anybody on the market UFA or maybe even trade wise that is better than Hamannick. Would you because guys agree? Because it's a marathon, not a sprint, and I know what our fans don't want to hear that. But when you're talking to player Matthews or you know or uh, Lanny or Lanny or Pulleyarvi, yeah. you're talking guys that in three or four years would be making more contributions to the Oilers uh, than I have in a can. That's why after four, after those top three, though, I would consider. Do- now there is a player I would trade the number one overall pick to. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm actually in the in the Phoenix area. I, I yeah, live in. Well, uh, you have the Kempe. player. You have the player that I would trade the number one pick for. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a, uh, exactly. I, I want. I'm an Oilers fan. I'm a life. I trade Oliver. Ek- I, if I could get Oliver Ekman, yeah. Larson, out of the Coyotes, I'd do it tomorrow for the number one pick. If the Oilers uh, got that pick. And I would. I would too in a heartbeat. Well, that's all I have. And uh, great show. Call again, okay? Thanks, man. Thank you. I mean, think the, the Matthews kid is from uh, Phoenix area. Yep. But that shouldn't matter to the orders. The question is if if you think, you know, three, for sure, three years of Ekman Larson before he goes to be a UFA. Well, you get it's him, worth giving up. You, the, you, get, you get him signed. Well, hopefully you do. I would think you do. By that point, the orders theoretically will be good. But, I mean, Oliver Ekman Larson is amongst the top five oh, defensemen in the NHL. It's a complete game changer. We this, saw with Chris Pronger what happens when you get a great defenseman. Yeah, and, you know, the one thing that, that you watch these teams that have a guy that they play like 27, 28 minutes, and now you only really need five defensemen. You know, the Oilers need about eight defensemen because they're trying to parcel up time. They've got a bunch of guys who are best at about 17 minutes. You've got a guy you can play 26, 27, 28 minutes like the Dowdies and Suiters and Carlsons and Ekman Larsons and... Like, it just makes everything. Those guys are all on a completely different... T.J. Brody starting they're, to play like They're on a different minutes. level than Clefbaum. And they're missing, And they're missing Clefbaum, who plays right. 22 minutes, because yeah. everybody else is having a two-point play. That would be a game-changer in Edmonton. Final call of this round. Let's go to Jed on line number five. Jed, thanks for waiting. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. Hey, Scott. Uh, yep. uh, what I'm thinking of is, uh, because they're in a stall mode right now with this captaincy, why don't they just give it to McDavid and let pull a Landeskog? Let him go with it. You know what? Everybody's looking up at this guy right now. There's nobody on the team that's leading. you got a 19-year-old kid that's showing these guys how to play hockey. Yep. He's going to be the captain eventually. No doubt. Why don't you just give it to him? Good question. 
Valid point. It's the elephant in the room in the captain discussion because this is one of those rare questions where we know the ultimate answer to it, and everyone agrees on it. There's absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind that Connor McDavid is going to be the captain. So then, don't, then don't screw around. But the question becomes, is it too much too soon? Uh, huh. Is it a bad idea to come on? You know, a captain inside the four walls of that room, a captain has a lot of responsibilities that a 19-year-old can't handle. It's just but he was a captain, in, but he was a captain in junior. Yeah, when he was and the he oldest sort of guy. Worked. Oh, I, he he, I hear guy. you though. Oh, but they're looking, they're looking at him right now though. And I'm just saying, you know, you got Landeskog. He looks like he's doing a fairly decent How's job. How's Colorado doing? They're, are they getting anywhere? Or are they spinning yeah. their tires like the oil are yeah. plus 15 I, points a year? They're deep. They're deep. I hear you, Spec. Hey, I, I respect you. That's why I call They're in a playoff spot. <laughs> they're in a playoff yeah, spot. Barely in a playoff spot. They've been rebuilding a long time, and they're nibbling yeah. at a playoff spot. By the way, one of, yeah. th thanks a lot for that call. Okay, uh, thank you. Text you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, a list of Oilers drafted players that succeeded elsewhere. Let's hear it. Cogliano, Dubnik, Petrie, Tobias Ryder, Riley Nash. Well, okay. Riley Nash. And he's a fourth liner he's in doing, Carolina. You see how Petrie's been playing this year? How is how are all those Petrie fans? They out could there? have gotten Petrie signed in the fours, or low sure. fours. They should have signed him because they needed him. They should have signed him because Edmonton needs him. But they chose, I will, they chose Schultz over Petrie. A stupid decision, just another of the many. But I'll challenge anyone who's going to sit here and say, "Look at how great Petrie is in Montreal." It's not that great. How's but, Tom Gilbert in Montreal? Oh, did you say crappy? Well, because he's, he's crappy. He's hurt now. But when he was healthy, he was crappy. Okay. Well, you're going to make the analytics guys mad. Who cares? He can't play very By the way, Spec, I, I mentioned the Detroit model and somebody, uh, at least three separate guys. Stoffer, how come you never mentioned the Chicago model? Chicago. That's the model that wins right now. Three of the last six Stanley Cups. Yep. And oh, by the way, they were terrible for a long time. They were. And the one advantage they had is when they got Taze and Kane. By the way, can you name, uh, just off the top of your head, because yes. I know you love Chicago, and I wanted to do this to you, because <laughs> I'm that guy. We just saw who they took seventh overall in 2005. He just came in the other night. Seventh overall. Oh, Jack Skilly. Bad pick. Oh, terrible pick. So okay. was Cam Barker. They took him third overall in 04. They screwed it up. Okay, and but they traded him for Letty, which turned out to be a decent, decent deal. deal. Even though they had to dump Letty for a couple picks. Oh. And uh, and then in 2008, do you recall who they took that year, the top 12? Uh, no, who? Kyle Beach. Kyle they missed Beach. on three of their five first-rounders. Jesus, but. And, but they hit on second-round picks like Brandon Keith Sott. in the second round. Yeah, Brandon Duncan Sott Keith second-round second back in 02. They got Seabrook, go. obviously, mid-round in the 03. That was a great draft year. There you go. But it is interesting that, you know, it shows you that even the best organizations. Well, I think they got two a year. I think if you look back and yeah, you gotta get out of Chicago, you got to get two a year. Get Every two good year. drafting team gets two a year. When you're drafting where the Oilers are, the first one's a gimme. And you're telling me you can't get to a year in Edmonton? Well, well, they haven't got to a year in Edmonton. And that's why there's been some changes made. Yeah. Spec, it was fun today. Yeah, good day. Good day. Good game. Tonight. All right, over under, since you're not going to be on before the trade deadline, uh, we are going to have you on Monday. So. Personal goes, they'll trade Schultz. Um, they won't trade Yakupov. Okay. 146 in Edmonton. When we get back, uh, by the way, that's your Around the NHL segment brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Stressing about stains and accidents in your carpet. It's a thing of the past with Lifeguard Waterproof. Uh, carpet backing from Shaw Floors. If you have pets and kids, be confident your home is clean and fresh with Lifeguard Carpet from Shaw Floors. For details, visit worldfloorcoverings.com. Stoff Inspector for Horse Racing, Alberta. We'll go to uh, this day in Oilers history, NHL Today, and hear from Connor McDavid when we return on Oilers Now.
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 149 in Edmonton. Let's do this. Let's do this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 36 years, offering great package tours on river cruising in Europe for 2016. February 23rd, 2012. Brendan Ulrich, what happened? Well, Bob, the, fly- the Oilers have beat the Flyers uh, 2 nothing on home ice. Taylor Hall and Jordan Everly scoring the goals. Devin Dubnik making 35 saves for the shutout. The Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, who've got great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff, New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or online at newwesttravel.com. We go to NHL today, brought to you by Campwood Ford, relationships with Oilers past and present including Taylor Hall and Neil Yakupov. Nine games tonight, the Oilers and the uh, Ottawa Senators. The uh, Senators, by the way, 29th in the NHL on the PK at 74.4%. They are 11-16-2 on the road. The Oilers are 15-13-2 at home. The same line combos for the Oilers as against Colorado. Jordan Osterley is in. He'll play Brandon Davidson on defense. Cam Talbot starts in goal for the Oilers. He'll go head-to-head against Craig Anderson. Elsewhere around the NHL, here's Brendan Ulrich. Uh, the Rangers in uh, New Jersey tonight. The Devils three back of the Pens for a playoff spot. Mike Camilleri out for New Jersey. Ryan McDonough and Nash remain out for the Rangers. Philadelphia and Carolina. The Flyers are five out of a playoff spot. The Hurricanes are four back. Claude Giroux will miss his second straight game for the Flyers. Nashville in uh, Toronto, 2-1 win for the Preds in Montreal last night to hop over the Avs. Bob, you put out a tweet about Craig Smith, did you not? Yes, I did. <laughs> what, tell us what happened in that one. Well, he missed. I mean, he, he double-clutched. I don't even know how he missed that open net uh, tap in, in overtime, but it's not the second one that's happened. A couple of years ago against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, he had a wide open net and tried to hot dog and flip the puck up and over the goal. So that's why I put the tweet out. Uh, elsewhere, Detroit is home to Columbus tonight. The Red Wings back home after an 0-2-2 road trip. Arizona in Tampa. It sounds like Nikita Kucherov will miss tonight's game for the Bolts, a lower body injury. Arizona is six out of a playoff spot. Uh, the Islanders are against Minnesota. The Wild have won four in a row, and they sit two points back of the Avs for a wild card spot. Bob, uh, I think Nashville gets the top wild card, so who gets the second one? The Wild or the Avs? I think Minnesota does. Yeah, red hot right now. Yeah. Uh, and what else we have tonight? We have the Stars in uh, Winnipeg. Brian Little is out for the Jets. They're just four points up on the Oilers for last in the Western Conference right now. And uh, L.A. is home to Calgary. Andre Kopitar questionable for the Kings. The Flames have lost four of their last five. All righty. Uh, that's the NHL quickly updating uh, American Hockey League and elsewhere. What else you got there, Brendan? Uh, Condors are in action. They host San Antonio tonight. They lost uh, both their games over the weekend. Oil Kings won one of their three games this weekend. They'll host Portland tomorrow night. And uh, the Golden Bears, they're up to number four as they get set for their semifinal matchup against uh, Mount Royal this weekend. Bears swept Mount Royal two weeks ago. Mount Royal was missing a couple of their better players. Uh, We're going to go to our headliner presented by ATB Financial, ATB Alberta's home ice advantage. And here is our own Jack Michaels with the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid. 
it's for sure a step up. And, and I think it just goes to show what, what you know we can do and we uh, you know put our mind to it and, and really bear down. And um, those last four minutes were pretty impressive to play the whole time with your net empty and almost claw your way back into a game. So um, it was uh, real positive there. Then that brings me to my next question would be, in the Minnesota and Colorado games, at times, did you feel a, a palpable lull in the energy on, on the bench? I mean, was there times in those games where you didn't have the juice you wanted? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of game has a lot of different flows and, and ups and downs. And, um, you know, a couple times in that game, you know, we might have gotten into a little bit of a lull. But I think it just goes to show that, you know, it's, it's real positive for us when we're able to get ourselves out of them. But, um can't really get into those. I mean, uh, you, know, you look at those times, and, and you know we're giving up great eight chances, and, and you know maybe a couple of goals, and you know, that's the difference in a game. So, um, you know, we got to work on playing a full 60. Are you finding, in terms of the opposition you're facing, are you finding the games are getting harder and harder as you move towards the playoffs, and, and teams like Colorado, Minnesota, absolutely have to have them? Yeah, I mean uh, we're playing desperate hockey teams, and uh, you know it's up to us to, to match their intensity and, and their level and um, so um, you know, the, the, those teams are playing good hockey and, and they're playing desperate and they're playing great defensively so uh, it's up to us to find a way to break that and, and match their, uh, their level. With 22 games to go does there need to be a bit of an adjustment from mindset? The playoffs are pr- probably not going to happen but for the guys in this room do they have to make that transition okay we still want to finish strong we still want to build some momentum heading into next season does, does, is, that a, is that a hurdle mentally that this team has to get over and, and find a way to play its best down the stretch? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, no one wants to go in into whatever it is, uh, you know, the end of the year on a, on a low, I think. Um, you know, everyone wants to, to pick it up and, and uh, you know, figure out uh, a way to win some games here. A couple of weeks ago, you guys embarrassed Ottawa on their home ice sheet 7-2, and it, it wasn't really that close. What are you anticipating from the Senators tomorrow in the rematch? Yeah, they're going to be a good team. Uh, you know, they've been playing better hockey. Uh, you know, we played them at a time where, where they were struggling a little bit, and um, you know, uh, they, they've certainly picked it up. So, all right, that's Connor McDavid with Jack Michaels, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Ottawa Senators tonight. Uh, the face-off show, five thirty, puck drop, seven o'clock, Edmonton and Ottawa. The team will uh, fly tomorrow to Los Angeles. They'll get the Kings and the Ducks back to back on. Um, Thursday and Friday, and then they host John Tavares and the New York Islanders on uh, Saturday. Uh, I'll rejoin you tonight at 5.30. Up next, the 6.30 Ched News Weather and Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Special thanks to all the texters, the tweeters, and the callers, and, of course, Stoffer Inspector Mark Spector for jumping in and uh, uh, joining us here on uh, today's show. Uh, lots to talk about, lots to still come. Stay tuned here on 6.30 Ched. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.